Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me bang you, bang. I do let you bang. Let me bang you, bang. Let you bang. Let you bang. Let you bang. Greetings, nerds and virgins. Go for Jesus! No for gay Jesus, people! Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? All right, so here, Eddie, and I'm going to email Don and Sean, see if they're here. I always love when they're late. That way they could tell the whole story at the beginning again. Uh, <laughs> welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, here with Bill Dawes, who's uh, wearing a jacket with no sleeves. Um, yeah, baby. A lot of compliments <laughs> for you on the podcast, by the way. A lot of really, people, yeah. A lot of people in the beginning, they were like, "Who is this guy?" And now they've all come around. So uh, a lot of positive. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for sticking with me, Adam. Positive. A lot of positive feedback, man. A lot of positive feedback. Uh, so, anyway, you how's your how's how's your Wi-Fi? Okay. Is, how's it? How's it to you? Is it all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm actually having a so fucking crazy. It's been, it's been very stressful. Uh, I'll, I'll tell everyone about it. And I'll, then when Sean and Don come, I'll tell them again. Um, but so I was supposed to do like, I asked my buddy who works at the UFC, hey, when's the big event, right? When's the big event at the end of the year? Because I, I always do my show, that, that big event. And that's when the MMA awards are. And he told me it was two weeks ago, right? So that was, that was the big event. So then I scheduled the LA comedy yeah. for that week. And then... The next week, I scheduled a cruise because, like, I could take my family on a cruise if it's out of LA, but I almost rarely get the ones out of out of Long Beach because otherwise, I gotta yeah. either you know half the time I, I like meet the cruise in the middle of the island, the middle of whatever Jamaica, and I'm not I can't do that. And then all, or it's you know it's just not gonna work. And then my dad was gonna come too. My dad's like, I'll come. My dad bought a cabin. I got my family signed on for like a huge discount. I had that, and then everything was gonna go great. Well, turns out my, my buddy at the UFC, maybe he, it was just rescheduled, but it was flipped. So everything was the, the following week. So I ended up coming to Vegas and doing my shows the week before that the, the big event. And yeah. I missed the MMA awards that I actually wrote. I wrote the MMA awards for the 15 years and I can't go because I don't want to cancel the cruise. I'm, I'm getting paid, you know, big money to the cruise. So now I wrote the sketches, I wrote the thing, yeah. and I'm not actually going to this thing, right? So it was just like, oh, right? But I'm okay. It's family time. This was a cyborg sketch too, right? Yeah, I wrote the cyborg one. I wrote another one with Angela Hill that they haven't released yet. And I went with Michael Chiesa, right? So then I'm like, okay, well, whatever. You know, it's still, I got everything done. And, and at least, you know, okay, fine. I'll, I'll be on a cruise with my family and my dad. My dad's never seen me on a cruise, never been on a cruise before. 
So then my dad's wife's father passed away, right? God, he was 97 or 96, <laughs> which sucks, right? So he can't- How did he die? Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, he got throat slashed. Yes, yeah, it was, uh, he, he, right. So they, so, so he passed away. So my dad, you know, rest in peace, wonderful man. So now, so now my, my dad's not going on the cruise anymore, right? Okay. So now I'm on the cruise with my wife and my, and my kid. So first they put us in like a single room, like bunk beds for some reason. Um, but we got upgraded, which was which was nice because it was like that was gonna happen. So on the second, my we, we my my kid goes to the kids club. Right away, she throws up twice. Right, my my daughter gets sick on like day two, hundred and one fever. She throws up twice. Ah, uh, you know. So we went from like having the best time to that. Okay. She finally is feeling better. So I take my kid up to like where the water park is. So we go by the water park and it's on the top, the top deck and it's too windy. So you gotta go down the steps. So now I'm carrying my kid down the steps, right? And I have her chest, on, I have her, her head on my chest and I didn't realize how wet the steps were, but they were wet. So at step number two, my legs go out, right? In the air. And now I fall oh, 10 God. steps with my kid. My back is against the thing. And I got my kid like this, like a football. Like, basically, my, body's going, my body's going this way. Yeah. And I'm protecting my kid because I don't want her to. And it's just, it's beyond scary because I'm out of control. I'm on wet, wet stairs. And my ankle completely and you have no rolls. My hands ankle to stop yourself. Yeah, my ankle completely rolls. Like I saw my foot just do a complete 180. So I land on my back and my kid's okay. She didn't get touched, but you just hear like, boom. And I'm laying there and people come up to me and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, right? But no one's moving me. Like, like it's people. <laughs> so now I have to get, so now Did I you hit your head. head at all? What was that? You didn't hit your head. Did not hit my head. No. Do you have somebody where? where so are there anywhere where there's better Wi-Fi and you're and wherever you are? Because I'm All right, like. Let me, All right. Let me just see. Let me see. Sorry about this. I'm so happy I'm telling the story and Don Fry and Sean are not here. By the way, this is like because this is a story that like. So now I can't move, yeah. and I'm waiting like 20 minutes. The, my daughter's like. Dad, are you okay? I'm like, I'm not okay. And she's like, oh, I'll just sleep next to you. She doesn't realize how much pain I'm in. So I get up and I just walk down to the infirmary. I, I drop my kid off into her room. I tell my wife, I'm like, I'm not doing well. And I, I walk down, my my ankle's the size of like a tennis ball. Like like the the ball of it, not, you know, the ball of the ankle. Jesus. Yeah, so I got an x-ray and it's a fracture. So now... And because it's raining right now, I have a fucking garbage bag on my foot over, oh my over the cast. Have you so ever now, had an injury like that? I had an ACL tear. That was way worse. But but this, but not holding, I, I wasn't holding my kid though, you know? Yeah. So now I got to do three more shows on the ship in crutches. <laughs> and they have to wheel me to all the shows because the ship's moving. So yeah. now I have a... Like a <laughs> Lady from the Indonesia wheeling me to all the shows, like and the, it, I have six shows on the on the ship. The first three I didn't have crutches, so now I have crutches, you know, because I also want to get paid. So yeah. yeah, I did those last three shows, which the first two weren't that bad. They were in like a comedy club. The last one was in a theater, 
for 2,000 people. And when you're when you can't move on crutches at a theater, that's that gets when it gets hard. So now after this podcast, I'm going to the doctor to find out like what uh, what I have to do because the guy said I'm going to need surgery, which sucks. I hopefully I don't have surgery. I'm doing I'm supposed to do Gutfeld again next week, which I am, and I'm doing Kennedy. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that was my uh, my last couple days. Um, how are you? Great. Wi-Fi is gone. Nothing fucking yeah. works. My foot's broken. I mean, I can't, I can't hear Bill. What, what? The Wi-Fi got worse. I don't know how it got worse. It did. Uh, it's so find it. Great. So Bill's calling me from I don't know the ocean. Um, I don't know where Sean is. I don't know. I mean Don. Who? I don't even know if Don knows where he is. Uh, this other guy that I I I I I, I booked. He works for. He has his own like company now he keeps asking me for the code to log on i don't know why he needs a code uh but yeah this is just uh dre the bull i've asked him do i have that roof id i don't even know what a roof id is okay here you are um are you in la what's going on yeah i'm in la i'm gonna find a, a quiet a quiet place sorry i wanted to get away from there because i felt like it wasn't working wi-fi wise give me one second yes i'm on my electric bike Oh, perfect. This is totally safe. Nothing like nothing like doing a, co a podcast on Zoom while on an electric bike uh, after jujitsu class. What can go wrong? The, guys, if you're listening in the to rain uh, and it's raining out. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, anyway, so. Uh, well, I'm sorry that happened, man. I mean, so why are you going back to the doctor? They have to do more x-rays. Yeah, well, the doctor was a doctor on the ship. The, the ship has sailed. So I have to now, the ship has, literally, the ship has sailed. <laughs> so now I have to go to a, another doctor off the ship, which my insurance, I don't even get insurance on the, and it, dude, it's, what a pain in the ass. What a fucking pain in the ass. And um, I mean, if you would see how wet this place thing was, it was, be, and people are like, you should sue, but I, I don't know. It's just, uh, well, yeah, I mean, Adam, think about it. Like how many, like, fat unfit people are on cruise ships you know what i mean and you're like fit and like imagine how many fatties fall down these steps oh god all right let's talk about the fights did you watch the fights i did all i watched right. i didn't watch all of them i watched i watched colby though all right so i have a lot of i have a lot of thoughts about this man look colby covington is a friend and i had him on the podcast back when you know it was his first thing and this is i think a situation where Sometimes like success is the best thing and the worst thing to happen to you because the Colby Covington that was fighting his mid career, the guy that beat RDA, the guy, yeah. the guy that beat Tyron Woodley, the guy that was just beating people up and had this was not the same Colby Covington we saw. Uh, now, obviously, Leon Edwards is better, and people are like, "Well, those guys were past their prime." Doesn't matter. It was how Colby looked. He he wasn't throwing a third of the punches he was throwing. And I think that he was scared to lose. He was fighting like he was scared to lose. He wasn't yeah. fighting like he wanted to win. Fighting like he didn't want to get knocked out. This is not boxing where there's 12 rounds where you can give away yeah. the first two, three rounds and catch up the last nine. Yeah. Uh, giving away the first two rounds is a terrible strategy. And I don't, I don't, I don't think you can find a coach out there that'll say, yeah, no, take off the first two, come out the last three. It's just, that's not the way you fight. Is that what he actually did? Or that was just what it looked like? That's what it looked like. And it looked like he was doing the same thing as last fight against uh, uh, ever since he got knocked, knocked out and knocked down and stopped 
the first time against Usman, he's not looked like the same fighter. Um, yeah, you're right. I think that he's been scared of getting hurt. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what was going on because this was not the Colby Covington that we're used to seeing. His He, he was never a power puncher. Um, he obviously has great submissions, and I think he won some type of jiu-jitsu tournament, so it's like a high-level thing, But and he's a great wrestler, but he is a nonstop go, go, go pressure fighter. Yeah. And without, without that, he's not going to win. No. Um, not to mention, I don't personally like where this whole sport is going. And look, I'm all about shit-talking and funny shit-talking, and I, you know, obviously, me and Chael are good friends. I love what Chael was doing back in the day. I mean, obviously, it got a little bit, you know, people. Some people got offended, but whatever. I think it was very tongue in cheek what he was doing when he when he when he said that he saw the Noguera brothers trying to feed a bus. You know, you know that was fucking ridiculous. It was funny, yeah. but yeah. this level of the problem is is like basically it's like people doing stand up comedy for the first time going to an open mic. Where they're like, oh, I'm just going to be really offensive and people will laugh. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize that like, hey, there's a certain likability factor. There's certain things you can say because people are just going for like, I'm going to say the most fucked up shit to the other person. And we're catering to the lowest common denominator of fan. Um, yeah. Because when I watched that press conference last week, I mean, you had Colby saying, you know, I'm going to send you to hell like your father. Okay. Obviously, Leon. That is, that is that is one of the gnarliest things I've heard in a press conference, by the way. But that wasn't even like he said, like, I I didn't like it when he said that about Matt Hughes. When he goes, you know, get out of the way where the train is coming unless you're Matt Hughes, who had gotten hit by a train like two yeah. weeks earlier and was fighting for his life. I mean, and people were like, oh, that's hilarious. And I get people didn't like Matt Hughes. But I was yeah. like, Colby, what the fuck, man? I even said it to yeah. Colby, like, what the fuck? And, yeah. you know, just because I'm friends with you doesn't mean I'm going to agree with what you do. And and Leon Edwards, that was fucking terrible. But that wasn't even the whole – like, Mayhem Miller called me yesterday. I haven't talked to Mayhem. He sounds great, by the way. Oh, shit. Is he, is he out of um... – Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I, I know I am, okay? And Factor, which is America's number one – ready-to-eat meal kit. Now, number two, number one, it can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook, and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well, and so should you. Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving that's 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 nothing that's you burn that off i don't know jogging all right you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer i do i'll try the protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein hell yeah 
get get rough. Look, look at these guns, people. All right. So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash roasted50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's, she's adorable. All right. No more biting. You got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And check out Factor right now. Is it, yeah, not a jail. jail. He's at a jail. He's in a program. He sounds much better. He sounds healthier. He sounds happier. Um, and I was giving him a recap of everything. And it was like <laughs> ridiculous. I'm like, yeah. So there was a press conference. And uh, Sean O'Malley uh, admitted that he likes, lets his his wife or his girlfriend sleep with other people and he could sleep with other people. So then Sean Strickland called him a cuck. Um, and then he said to Sean Strickland, well, you fuck your dad because I guess he had been molested or admitted he had been molested. So then the other guy uh, was married to a 40 year old who lives with her husband and they took her last name and she wrote a book on how to be a wag. And then Colby started out at the press conference and goes, who here has fucked Ian Gary's wife? I mean, that was how he opened it. Right. So now we're like getting into we're getting into this weird spot where it's like women and children, at least with comedy, it used to be women and children were kind of off limits, you know, yeah. unless it's Hunter Biden and, and that's the kid and he's in the, but you just don't, now you could see Ian Gary's wife isn't off limits because she wrote a book, how to be a wag. And when you write sure. a book, how to be a wag, you're now in your public domain, your yeah. public domain, Fair game. but like I had a great joke about, about Sean O'Malley, a great joke about him and his and his wife or his girlfriend or I don't know what the, what they are. They're together, right? And I, so I I know O'Malley. He's been on the podcast a couple times. He came to my show, and I'm like, oh, this is good. This will get a lot of retweets. But I DM'd O'Malley. I'm like, hey man, you mind if I make this about your wife? He wrote he wrote ha ha ha. He liked the joke. He goes, man, appreciate it if you wouldn't. She gets so much shit. She gets so many DMs. And I'm like, yeah, all right, like cool. I'm not gonna, but that's. Because, you know, and I'm a comedian, but I, I asked a guy because I, I like know him. But these yeah. guys are like, they're not even in the same fucking weight classes. And they're just like, you're a fucking, your wife's a cuck. And O'Malley thanked me for fucking asking him. He's like, I appreciate you asking. And maybe I shouldn't be saying it on the podcast, but I'm just saying there's like a a way to do it where. If, of course. If, I, if, if you're going to bring up someone's wife, like ask him, you know, and like, and it wasn't like I broke up. O'Malley was the one going around on podcasts saying people fuck. I let my wife bang other dudes. So at the same time, she seemed like a, she seemed like she wants none of this. So I'm like, I, I don't feel comfortable bringing up other people's fucking wives and, and kids. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, like that being said, it's just becoming on a fucking, it's becoming the wild west out there. And do you think that people, do you think that people though, without us knowing, talk to each other and go, Hey man, let's go after each other. No, I think, no. Some, I think some people do of like, let's promote the fight. I think that they're, that, yes, I think that, that some people are like, hey, let's promote the fight. But I think that Colby has gotten into this weird thing of like, I'm going to be a WWE wrestler. Yes. He's all his love from Trump supporters. They're, they're holding him in the highest regard. Yeah. He's interviewing with Candace Owens. He's on all these shows. He's on, you know, Tucker Carlson. He's on all these things. So he seemed way more into getting Donald Trump's approval 
than winning this fight. Now, that being said, going into the fight, somebody, Derek Brunson tweeted out, Kobe looks like he had a bad weight cut. His voice is gone. Bet the house against him or something. And I, oh, and, wow. and I go, you know what? He doesn't sound good. He doesn't sound energized. And I would not be surprised if he had the flu or something going into that. I wouldn't be surprised because maybe he, that's why he was trying to conserve his energy. And but that this and other people say, well, he's 35 now. He took two years off. You know, when someone's not fighting, I'm like, is he going to come back and be the same? People do get yeah. overnight. And that's what Dana yeah. said. He looked old and he looked slow. Did he have excuses? Did he say that he had the flu or did he no. say that he was? No. He gave no excuses. He goes, I won the fight. And then afterwards, That's he, gets crazy. he gets in there and he goes, you know, we got to close the borders and and Donald Trump's the best president. <laughs> and you're like, dude, nobody is paying to, to hear your thoughts on immigration. Nobody. No. Nobody. Really when you lose. Yeah, when you lose, you look like an idiot. And it, the problem was that he didn't go out, go out there and give it his best effort like he did against in the second half of the Usman fight. He went out there and looked like he didn't try as hard as he could. And that was yeah. the frustrating thing is that you know how good Colby is. And yeah. maybe all the maybe all this pressure is off him now. And maybe he'll come back and he can win. Look, there's no doubt Colby Covington can get another title shot because he's he's sellable. People want to watch him. People like him. People like to root against him. People, people are, I mean, if anybody else said those things to Leon Edwards, you know, you wouldn't be hearing Colby, Colby. He got the biggest pop in the arena. People don't give a shit that he says that. And then after the fight, they go, Hey man, do you, do you care? He goes, no, the guy's dad was a gang member and a sex trafficker. So he is in hell. Right. So, <laughs> But it's still the kid. I don't know what ha I don't, I'm not sure what the truth is with the father, but I do know the father died when he was 12 years old. He seemed like he loved his father a lot, and uh, and that sucks. And why why bring up that pain? Like why put that out there? I mean, what's the point, dude? I also think there's something. You gotta be honest. There's something that feels a little racist about that too. You know, I hate to say it, but you know, you're talking about a black man's dad who was involved in the drug business, like. It just feels you're saying he's in hell. That just feels I mean, like I would be pretty pissed if I was part of that community. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, I don't look, I don't think Colby's racist. Uh, I, I just think that he likes to say things that he know. Are, he's into this thing of like he got into that thing where I almost like Kanye West. These celebrities get into this thing of like, well, you know, it's about, it's not about what I say. It's about how many people retweet what I say. So how many people like it? How, you know, social media, what's it called? Social media money-wise, like like clicks equal this. And that's all he cares about right now is I'm going to say the most fucked up shit and you're going to buy the fight because you hate me. And which works in a way if you're Mayweather and you don't yeah. lose. But when you lose and it looks like you didn't try your hardest until yeah. round five, and then afterwards you parade around like you won and then you make a speech on behalf of Donald Trump, it makes the whole thing look bad. By it, the way, your tweet was the best tweet about that fight. <laughs> you, you, What was the exact tweet? It was I said that like Trump was uh, asked the judges to find more rounds for, for Colby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then I asked him to pardon that performance. And look, and look, I like, maybe I'm not a good friend, but like, I, I like Colby and me and Colby have been friends and I've, I've, he reached out, you know, I had a buddy that fell off, his kid got really hurt 
Kobe made a video for the kid. You know, Kobe, wow. Kobe texted, um, you know, when my, my mom, my stepmom passed away, I'm pretty sure he texted me. Hey man. So I, like, and like when he got kicked out of his gym, I called him like, he's come to shows. I come to shows. I like Kobe as a person. I don't like this character because I don't think it's very authentic. I think he is a, a nice person. I think people that know him know that he's a nice person. And even during the weigh-ins, or, or during, he was like, I was in character. I was in character. That's my, he was saying that to Leon. It's like, bro, like your fighting skills are the most important. Your fighting skills. Yes. Um, so who knows? Who knows where he goes from here? Um, but uh, I mean, It's hard to know because the people who talk the most are the ones who get paid the most. I mean, look at in jiu-jitsu, Gordon Ryan never shuts up and he gets paid the most. Conor McGregor is the most paid UFC fighter in history. Yeah, but so, he doesn't lose, though. He never loses. Yeah. Uh, and, and McGregor, I think I think it's like wearing thin. The whole thing is yeah, wearing thin. And, and I just don't like the where this um, MMA is going. I think that I liked it when you had the GSP. I'm not impressed with your performance. When you had Chael as a ridiculous. Koscheck was kind of an asshole, but like, I don't know. I mean, there was the Brock Lesnar's of the world. Like, there's room for lots of characters. I don't think every I don't think every character has to go into you were molested as a kid. You know, I just don't think that's yeah. what, you know your wife's a, you're a cuck. Your wife's a whore because and yeah. during the fight, which was even crazier, I was going to show all these videos and do all this shit. I mean, I guess no one's coming um, during the fight. You saw what happened with Sean Strickland, right? Oh my god! Now I don't know the backstory of that, so help me out with that a little bit. So the backstory is he's fighting DDP, right? That's that's the yeah. fight. Uh, yeah. Duplicitous. And there's a video, there's a picture or video of after DDP wins, which I always think of like Diamond Dallas Page when I say DDP. But then after yeah. he wins, he's, he kisses his coach on the mouth. I don't I don't know <laughs> if it's a New Zealand thing or or what? Like I don't. I'm not really sure why that happened, but that happened, yeah. right? Uh, maybe they were going for the cheek, and it was just a, anyway. So. <laughs> Of course, Sean Strickland's like, you're the one who makes out with your coach and this and that, and you're, you're gay for your coach. So then that went into, well, you know, you were something happened where it was like, hey, you have problems. Obviously, your dad didn't love you. And obviously, Sean Strickland has father issues. His father, I guess, yeah. he's around, but on his deathbed, he said to him, at least I didn't molest you. I, said, that, I mean, he, he got <laughs> father issues, right? So then they sit him like three rows back. Right. So the whole, they're talking shit to each other while the camera's on them. Like, oh, look who's in the crowd. Right. So Strickland turns around. DDP is talking. He tells what's his name's kids to get out of the way. Uh, Gilbert Burns' kids. Hey, shoe. Right. To like a seven year old and a nine year old. And then the kids get out of the way and he just jumps on them and starts cracking them like 10, 12, 13 punches. And really, the, that many? The commentators then start doing commentary on that fight, like they start <laughs> like that because it was right. It was like in between fights, so yeah, yeah. Of course, it gets broken up. Dana White says, "Like you know, what asshole sat those people three feet? This asshole." So Dana White kind of took the blame. I think he also knows that, like, and this is just you know, it used to be. I don't. I'm not a fan of this. I know that got a jillion hits and. I guess you'd kind of like it, but now Strickland afterwards went on Theo Vaughn's podcast, and I guess he opened up to Theo Vaughn and cried, uh, talked about like his childhood, and I I don't know. I I think that like 
You think it's bad for the sport? Yes, I do think it's bad for the sport. I think that um, I also I just yeah, of course it's bad for the sport. You know, you guys get you guys are you guys are the best athletes in the world. You guys are fighting now. You're fighting around kids. There's women there. People can get hurt. I, I think that when you turn on your TV, you don't want to see these guys like. You know, part of me thinks it's kind of, I guess, entertain. It's entertaining. I mean, with the Diaz brothers are always getting into fights. I'm watching it, but there's normally water bottles being thrown. So maybe I'm a hypocrite. And I retweeted it. So I did retweet it. People wanted to see it, and I put like he landed more punches than Dylan Dennis did in his fight. There's jokes involved. Yes, but I kind of yeah. feel like it's the Matt Rife thing. It's like Matt Matt Rife will keep canceling himself until he's uncancelable. Like I. I, I I don't know. I kind of think on one level it's bad because kids and shit like that. On the other level, like we're just people who are hungry for entertainment and we've jumped the shark on what's entertaining. So we just got to find new crazy shit. And I think it's going to get worse, man. I think it's going to get like, even like, like crazier. I think people are going to be, Oh, that's the bar now. I mean, you I know? think Strickland used to, uh, I mean, you know, Strickland's tweeting out things like January 6th was the most patriotic thing that I've ever. I mean, it's just one thing after another. Like, and look, you're entitled to your opinion. And there's something kind of funny about him. And there's this like, yeah, kind of guy that has no filter that everyone loves, like kind of like how Charlie Sheen was a train wreck. Remember when Sheen was out of his fucking mind, the goddesses and this and that. And, and he could fight. He beat Anderson Silva. I just yeah. think that we're looking at like, where, where is this going? I mean, and then you got Aljamain Sterling, who tweets out that he couldn't get tickets. So I guess his tickets were, he showed up, they canceled his tickets. You what? know, yeah. And then I guess Dana said, no, he was supposed to have tickets or it, it, it went through his, uh, his agent or whatever. So then you got the guy who was the former champion saying he's outside the stadium. He can't get tickets. Then you, you, you're turning it on. You're seeing Kid Rock. You're seeing all these influencers. You're seeing Jared Leto in the front row, who I think had a sex cult or something. I mean, wasn't there some crazy? I think shit? he. I think he currently has like. I think he has like a sort of mini Epstein Island situation going on. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, you're like, what am I watching? I I I just want to watch. <laughs> I just want to watch college wrestlers who c couldn't make a living. <laughs> now do a sport, and I, I get it, and it's funny, but at the same time, it's just becoming like. I, it's becoming this TikTok thing, you know, it, yeah. it's becoming like everything else where the art is just going, becoming second to the. Of course, the showmanship. Know. Well, it's kind of like, you know, people love, I mean, I never got why people love WWE so much, but they're yeah. obsessed with it because of the entertainment and all those crazy storylines. And now you have le legitimate fighting sport. You have UFC and you combine that with a WWE showmanship and you've got like the perfect storm of like entertainment for people. Yeah, because, but I don't look, think they were saying, like, I don't think WWE was saying, like, you fuck your dad. And, <laughs> and like, your dad's, maybe they were saying your dad. I mean, The Undertaker, there was one where he showed up to the big, big, the big boss man, showed up to his dad's funeral and tried to steal the casket. But I think that was more <laughs> tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, Did you have you talked to Colby since the fight? No, I, I reached out to him, you know, because I wanted him to know that, like, Dude, I'm 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 your friend when you win. I'm I'm your friend when you lose. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know what that is. Those I don't know what he's doing these first three rounds. I I he's not the pressure guy that he was. I don't know if he's letting the moment get to him or if he's scared or if it's just too much pressure for one person or 
that this is not really him. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what, did I mean, he think that? Did he think that Leon Edwards like isn't used to going to deep waters and that he could wear him out? I think maybe that. I think. Uh, I think maybe it looked like a guy who was either who was sick or hurt, who was just trying to weather the storm and then get him in the later rounds. But yeah, it was weird. The whole thing was weird. The whole thing. There's nobody who thinks he won the fight, right? Other than Colby, right? There's not a single. A couple of his fans fight. say he landed more strikes, but I mean, those aren't. Yeah. So, uh, and then it, you know, and then he's calling Wonder Boy a pedophile. Also, what? And Why? I don't know. I guess because he works with kids. So he goes. <laughs> I think he said you're a pedophile. I have no proof, but you look like one. I, I mean, it's just because, like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing is becoming crazy. It's it's all becoming crazy, man. Is he wait? Is he Wonder Boy's weight class? Yeah, he wants to start Wonder Boy next. Oh, okay. Now Fair. Wonder Boy lost his fight. The guy he lost to had like a broken ankle, should have got surgery, and still won. Did you see that fight? Yeah, I I've always felt like Wonder Boy. Like I never got why he wasn't beaten more before. Oh, because his style is so hard. Uh, but yeah, but once you figure out the style, it's like. It's like Colin Kaepernick. Once you get the style, his, his game's done, you know? Yeah, but the problem is you can't bring in guys that can do that. There's There aren't that many yeah. high-level karate guys that know MMA. So it's like, yeah. there's and Machida's like 75 years old. So uh, how many people are you going to bring in? Um, yeah. I'll tell you who I felt bad for was Bryce Mitchell. Now, there, now there's a guy, Bryce. Yeah. Took that fight. I love start. that dude. And you got to love that guy. I mean, the guy is like a, the most likable Insane. I mean, he's going. He's up there going. The the Earth is flat. Joe Rogan. I want to debate you. And then he had a video. Of, Don't go to my ex's tattoo parlor because because she's been or because she tried to kill my tree, his apple tree or something. Right. That's right. We talked about that in the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went on Tucker Carlson, and a girl saw him on that. They end up. They're getting married. They're having a kid, and he's naming his kid wow. Tucker. I mean. <laughs> I, I actually said that like Jake Shields is naming his next kid Adolf, but um, oh my God. Jake 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 didn't respond. Um, Are there any liberals who fight the UFC at this point? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the I mean, there's Bilal Muhammad who's very very pro Palestine. I wouldn't say he's liberal though. Um, yeah. But I don't. I mean, there's a guy named Mike Jackson who got who beat CM Punk who. Uh, who just almost, oh, I know, I know Mike Jackson, the guy who fought with Jake Shields. Yeah, 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 yeah. I th I'm pretty sure he's very like defund the police. You know, yeah. uh, did it did it surprise you the reaction that Trump got when he came into the uh, stadium? No, because I think I don't think that's just MMA. I think he goes into any football stadium in the world, and he gets that, and in America, any any football stadium. I think that. You know, like when I was at the WNBA game and like Brittany Griner just got out of jail uh, and she got like a standing ovation and people yeah. were like, but I don't think she would have got a standing ovation in a lot of other places around the country. Uh, hold on. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if she was like, yo, Don, where are you, buddy? Don't worry, man. We'll do it again next week. <laughs> All right. Come on. All right. So, uh, so like the Brittany Griner thing where like, I don't think if she went to, uh, 
like, you know, Alabama versus whatever football game, uh, she would get the same amount of love. Uh, yeah. She wouldn't get like, that 14 people standing up and standing ovation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it didn't surprise me. I mean, I think that, I think, I don't, I don't see how Trump loses this. I, I don't think, I mean, I think, I think Trump has the overwhelming support of, of, you know, a majority of America. So you think he'll yeah, win the presidency or he'll win the, the, the uh, primary? Oh, he, I mean, he's up by 60 points in the primary. Uh, I think, And then the presidency, I think he'll win pretty easily unless they make it so you can't vote, like in Colorado. Uh, yeah. If they make it so you can't vote, then if, if he's not on the ballot, if you have to write his name in, I don't think he'll win. Uh, yeah. But, so, Don Fry, how are you? I'm good, but I think they're going to try and steal it like they did last time. I mean, it's it's obviously stolen the last time. Hell, they they everybody there was a Trump uh, parades on the, on the on the road that ran for five ten miles. There was boat parades that went for a couple miles. You know, then they showed Biden he couldn't even get three cars at his fucking thing. You know, so they stole the damn election, and, uh, and they're gonna you know they're gonna try it again. Dun, 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 dun. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer sent from space. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra featuring the Lawnmower 5.0. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. That's right. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code MMA Roasted. High tech for low places. Manscaped. I'm telling you, people, I use Manscaped all the time. My balls feel amazing. Amazing. Okay. If you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they put their balls, you or you put your balls in their mouth, okay? Or they put their balls in your mouth, whatever it is, okay? You want your balls, you want them, you want them shaved, you want them feeling good. It's just, it's a whole new experience, okay? AI is cool, but I think this might be the biggest technological advancement the world has seen in the past decade. Now, every man knows how scary it is when going for a close shave. Oh my God, I've I've cut myself. It's it's horrible. And then the whole day you're like, ugh, just just not feeling good. It's just just shaving like your your balls are just ugh. It's it, you're wearing boxers and it's just going against you. And you're like, ugh, not good, not good. Okay. Their fifth generation trimmer features two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off, off the top, and a new foil blade for go smooth whenever your heart desires. Okay, I'm telling you, they also have the Weed Whacker 2.0, which features skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Very delicate. Okay, so get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code MANSCAPED at, no, with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. I promise you. You've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today with our folks at Manscaped. You're, people, you're going to thank me when you have nice, shaved balls that feel really good. Check it out. Manscaped. 
Sean, how are you? Yeah, I mean, Sean's alive. I, I, I do drive around the whole country and you just see Trump, 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 Trump. Right. You almost right. never see you never see any Biden. Never. You never you never him. did. You never did in the last election. You know, same thing. And, uh, you know, when President Trump goes to a UFC fight, the whole place goes nuts, you know, and um, he'll cheer in for him. And, you know, whenever you see Biden, there, there's nobody there because nobody cares about that guy. Now, by the way, so you guys missed the beginning. I, I uh, fractured my ankle. I was on a cruise ship. I, I brought my daughter. We went to go see the water slides. The stairs were wet. I was holding her. And then on the top stair, my legs gave out. And I went down 10 steps holding her. But, but my body was twisting. So my my leg completely, my, my, my ankle twisted. I got a fracture. I got a cast on. And a fucking this because it's raining out. Uh, a garbage bag on the cast. And I have to go see if I have to get surgery after this podcast. Did they give you? Did they give you a participation award? <laughs> I had to do. That's what you deserve. That's I what you to... deserve when you when you do something like that. Dude, luckily there was a guy that saw what happened in the gift shop, and them guy was like, my wife was buying me sweatpants because like I can't wear pants over a cast. And and then the guy was like, wait, that was your husband? That was the coolest thing. He's the dad of the year. He protected his his little baby. He landed hard on his back. Because my wife didn't believe my version of the story. You know? And he's like, oh my God. Like, I that was the, one of the bravest things I've ever seen. Like, so that was kind of cool. You know? <laughs> That's uh, cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean, how are you? Hanging in there, man. Can you hear me? Barely. How you feeling? How you Barely. feeling, bud? I actually uh, had that surgery, man, and I'm afraid to see it, but I think it might be considerably better. Fuck uh, yeah. Really? Are you? Good. Good. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I declined sedation, which they thought weird, but the last time I was sedated with anything, I apparently offended everybody because I told the doctor I was hoping he would be Asian or Indian. And then I said, are you at least a Jew? And he was like, no. And I said, you're just a white guy. You're going to operate on me. And I didn't remember saying that, but apparently that was very offensive. And they asked me, they asked me not to come back. So when we were able to do this, I told him I didn't want any sedation. They were, they were just like, we're going to open up your back. I said, I, I don't want any sedation, please. I said, locally, and I said, it's fine. I don't want to be under anesthesia. And uh, they said, well, if you can take it, let me, I mean, you can take it. I said, I can take it. But it's uh, it was probably a bad decision halfway through when they started shocking me burning off nerve endings, but uh, if you can still hear me, I do have a great story real quick for you. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. I go to my I go to my regular doctor yesterday, the one that prescribes me pain pills, and um, she doesn't believe I had surgery. Like I can she asked me over and over again. Of course like, not. So she's like, so you had surgery where? And I was like, uh, you wrote the referral to it, Lancaster, Ohio, Dr. Linehan. And she was like, when? I said, Friday. She goes, it's weird. I, I don't have any paperwork or any notification on that. I was like, it's weird on a Tuesday that three days later you don't already have paperwork? And she goes, well, if you're that much better, I guess we can just discontinue your Percocet, huh? And I was like, I didn't say I was that much better. I said, for the first time, I have any relief at all. This is actually a forced surgery process over a year. I have to have the right side done. Then I got to go back three months later, do the left side, two levels up, right side. I said, I also need a shoulder replacement, amongst other things. So maybe cutting off all my Percocet cold turkey after 12 years would be a little bit early, you know? And uh, yeah. so I read, yeah. I read my after doctor's notes. It's patient claims he had surgery on Friday, 12 ah. 
2015. Patient claims he went to a Dr. Linehan. And so, like, I had her. I said, by the way, I could tell she didn't believe me. I said, can you check my incisions? Because I want to make sure they're not infected. And I, you can see where they're, I had a bandage. And you can see where they're glued shut. Like, I obviously had back surgery. She still didn't believe it. Like, she was like, hmm. So, you just went to highway back surgery. Oh, God. Yeah, I was like, that's the Get only attorney. Get out of attorney. attorney. Fuck that. Yeah, I can't wait. No, Get an attorney. She's a quack. I'm going to a fax machine later on today and faxing her all my post-op care. And I'm going to send them some videos of me talking to the doctor and what he said after, you know, I reported him telling me what to do and not do. But it's a, yeah, patient claims he had surgery. Well, did someone else open up my back with inch-long incisions? Like, you know, it's so stupid, man. You can't like, take a, you can't take a picture and email it? Why did I have a fax machine? Uh, they won't know. They only take fax at my doctor's office. That's how up-to-date they are. They want, they want uh, fax proof. They say, that doctor needs the facts as the paperwork. And he thought I was going to like be nervous about, oh, patients seem very evasive with his answers and seem nervous and anxious times three. I'm like, I seem nervous and anxious. Like, I, I just thought it was odd. You were questioning whether or not I actually had surgery. Like, that seems to be a weird, because why would you go all the way to Ohio to have surgery? I was like, remember, I've only been to this doctor twice. I said, remember, you wrote the referral to it. That's as close to my house as they offer that procedure. But uh, I got to see him in on a big, I stayed awake. So I saw a big 60 inch flat screen. He was like showing me, he looks at, they look in your spine of the camera. He said, you see that thing that looks like a flower with little red vessels run through it? I said, yeah. He said, that's your medial branch nerve or whatever it is. He said, I'm about to, uh, let me know if you feel this. And I about came off the table when he lasered it off. It like explodes inside your back. Like you just see blood go everywhere on this camera. And then they start doing that. And it felt like being electrocuted. And I kind of jumped. He goes, believe it or not, that's good that that happened. That's, you felt that, you know? Um, he said, that's a, that's a good reaction. That means that's a very good nerve. And uh, he said, get ready. We're doing the bottom or the next one next. It'll be worse. And he did it. But sure enough, man, it's a, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent better, but for the first time in 13 years, I would say it's, I don't, I, for the first time, it doesn't burn 24 hours a day in my lower back for the oh, first time that. in 13 years. So I love that. Wow. I love that. I love that. Right. You seem happy. Yeah. You seem angrier, but happier. And some weird. Yeah, I just said that she, the two felt like claims. Patient claims he had surgery. I was like, I, and I looked through all the other notes from other doctors I've had. No one ever just, it just says patient says he had it. This procedure, a patient had this procedure. Never he claims. Patient claims because I told her too. By the way, I turned down his um, pain medicine post surgery, and because of the way your office is, my Percocet actually ran out the day of the surgery, and you couldn't reschedule for five days. So I've been five days without any pain medicine at all. You know what I mean, or whatever. I said because you guys won't refill it because of your rules. Uh, and then she got mad. Some other some right. other medicine. I, I I take some other medicine. She got mad at me because I switched it because they didn't have one available for three weeks and you can actually die if you quit taking it. And I, I said they had a generic right. version available. But I'll just take whatever. I don't, some other medicine I take for blood pressure or whatever. And then she's like, uh, I would appreciate if you don't start switching your medicine without asking me first. And I was like, well, I was three weeks overdue on that too. So I finally just told them I would take whatever they had that was similar, you know, like it's, uh, but yeah, yeah, this doctor's really, she's really pissing me off. Like, so Don, uh, you were at the claims. fights? Don, yeah, Don, I just you were at the fights? Yeah, I was at the fights. Yeah. So what did you? Now I knew that as soon as Sean bet on Colby and said there was no way Colby was going to lose, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you knew it was over. Um, yeah. what did you think about Colby's performance? You know what? It was so pitiful. I can't remember it. You know, jeez, <laughs> I just I just block it, block it from my memory. You know, jeez, and, and I mean that, that there's a reason. When I met President Trump over at um, in New York, 
you know, at the at the New York Madison Square Gardens event, he told me I was his favorite fighter. You know, and uh, so he shut out Colby. So maybe that had something to do with it. You know, I mean, do you think <laughs> in the case of Colby getting old overnight, being or Colby being afraid to lose, maybe he was sick because he sounded like shit the whole week, too much pressure on him, or like, what do you think it was? Uh, it had to be a sickness. I mean, if he felt sick, I mean, you, you don't understand how much something like a simple cold can can tear down your body. You know, when you're you're training at that such a high level, you know, and it's it, yep. something comes in, it'll tear you down. To here. No, I mean he didn't. He didn't say and, he was uh, sick. He just, he just sounded sick. Like when I would watch him the whole week up, I'm like, even Derek Brunson tweeted out. Kobe looks like he had a bad well, weight. That's the thing. You don't want to admit it. You don't you don't want to admit it. You don't want to acknowledge that there's anything wrong with you. Yeah. You know, even when there is something wrong with you. Because it, what it does, it fucks with you mentally. Uh, yeah. It's like, it makes it's like when a it's like when a fighter when a fighter plays a referee, he's out of the fucking fight. It's over. You know? I mean you saw yeah. it with Mike Tyson when he fought in Holyfield twice. You know, I mean, that's that you're you just remove yourself from the fight, from the mental, um, um, mental ability and this place that you have to be. You know, mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to be up here mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, and one chop, it just can ruin the whole thing, bring the whole thing down. Sean, what do you think? Same thing, man. There's something wrong with him for sure. I don't know what it was. I did. Don may not have ever had this problem. Don was a lot mentally tougher than me. But some nights I just didn't have it, man. I was in shape. I was there. I just didn't have it. Whatever it was, fear of losing, anxiety. But when you feel sick, Don's right. I dislocated. Uh, actually, Tom Erickson dislocated my rib from my spine uh, warming up before my second fight with Mars Pujanowski. It's called subluxation. It actually popped out of the joint. The rib did. And I went to the ER in Poland. I paid a fortune to have them try to put it back in. Went to a chiropractor. They couldn't get it back in. So I begged the doctors not to tell anybody because if that news gets out, not only can they cancel the fight, the commission, they can also, I don't want my opponent knowing I don't feel good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give him any confidence any right. to believe that. Right. And so when I would take a deep breath, my entire yeah. back would spasm my upper back and I couldn't breathe. So Tom knew th that he had done it to me because he went to the hospital with me and he kept saying, do your best. But I told him between rounds, I can't breathe. Every time I take a deep breath, it cramps my entire back. But come to find out, Pujanowski knew ahead of time. Someone of the doctors had got a hold of him and told his camp that I was injured going in, which is why he was so calm the second fight and was able to dominate me because he knew that I was going to be, you know, shot. But mentally, has so much to do. there was something wrong with him. I don't know if it's mentally or physically, but that was not. I don't know, man. That was, I wish he hadn't, I wish he hadn't said anything about Leon's dad. And I wish he hadn't claimed he won after the people respect a guy that will admit after they lost, like I just got my ass kicked, you know, but uh, he was not the, uh, I almost put $2,000 on it. Like I literally did. Whoa. I told sure I was like, I almost put two grand on it. And then I thought, man, what if something happens, whatever, but that was not, that is not a Colby Covington version I've ever seen. I've never seen that version of him before. Now, what do you guys think of Don? What do you think of this whole new era of trash talk? Like Sean brought up where, you know, Colby's like, you know, you're, I'm going to send you to hell like your dad. And then I guess Strickland was maybe molested as a kid. And somebody said, you fucked your dad. I think that was O'Malley. And then, uh, you know, O'Malley, Strickland says to O'Malley, you know, your wife, you know, you're a cuck and your wife fucks other dudes. And do you think that we're going into a weird, like dark area of trash talking where it's no longer like, I'm going to beat you up and you're ugly to the, now it's like <laughs> your wife's a cuck and you, you were molested. I mean, do you think this is, dangerous like not really a good area to be in 
Well, I think it's a little deep and dark to tell somebody they're responsible for being molested as a child. Yeah, you know, and um, that's not going to win you any fucking friends whatsoever. Right. Um, as, as far as, you know, telling somebody your wife's a whore, well, that, that's been going on forever, that, that itself. But, <laughs> I mean, that, it might be getting a little, little bit darker in that area, too, you know? I mean, yeah. they used to just imply it and sort of straight out say, hey, you know, your wife's a dirty whore. I bought her for $5, you know? It right. still me change. Yeah. Right, right. Sean, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on this new era of trash talk? Dude, I was done. I was like the king of talking trash that was offensive, but I never went after anybody's family except my own. I did an interview as another fighter one time and went after my own family, like a written interview and claimed like it was him that did it. But I wouldn't say anything about families, man. Um, <laughs> certainly not. I just don't think, plus it's not entertaining. No one thinks that's funny or is entertained by that. If it's funny, I've found you can even say racist stuff if it's funny and they don't care. You know, like mm -hmm. even if, care, if it's funny enough, but I don't think anybody heard that. I think the UFC liked it because they said as soon as he said that about Leon's dad being murdered and being in hell. As soon as he said that, they said pay-per-view shot up 25% free buys. So I'm sure the UFC's thrilled with it, but I don't. I think it's off limits, man. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that's off limits. Uh, specific situations like your dad being murdered, being molested as a kid, stuff like that. That's uh, it's just it's ridiculous, man. It's it's too far, and it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't do any good for anybody, man. What do you think of uh, the fight that in the crowd between Strickland and? Um, DDP. <laughs> I, I thought it was nice of him to ask Gilbert Melendez. Oh, that was funny. Mendez, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Gilbert Burns' children to move over real quick before he jumped over the thing and started punching. <laughs> but it was Dana White. It's like, what kind of moron sits them right next to each other? You got to be the biggest asshole ever. And they said, well, who did it? Dana White said, I did. Like, you know, he said, I'm the one that chose the sweet assignment. So he was talking about himself. You know, he said, you got to be the biggest asshole in the world. I thought, he was, I thought he was blaming somebody. He goes, no, it was me. I'm the asshole. I was like, I thought that was great. Uh, so we talked about one of the worst <laughs> knockouts I've ever seen, that, yeah. uh, with the Bryce oh, Mitchell oh. knockout. That was that was scary when he was twitching at the end. Yeah, um, mm, the stinky uh, legs. Don, did you see that when you were there? The him him twitching in the octagon. Yeah, yeah, I did, but I was I was too drunk to worry about it. You know, and, <laughs> uh, went on to have my next drink right away. So the guy's twitching in the octagon, and you're like, "Oh, I need another drink." That reminds me. Yeah, I need another. I need yeah. a refill. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still moving, so I'm not where I want to be. Now, Tony Ferguson had David Goggins in his corner, right? Uh, you could see during the fight. There's a video of David Goggins just saying, "Get up, get up." Um, that's always a great. That's always great motivation. Um, great instrumental. Um, information to give give a technical information to give your fighter get up don't let him take you down don't let him punch you okay i mean punch more than he punches you and and you know what's his name had one yes. wonder boy had jack black in his corner like at what point are we just gonna go all right fuck it we're not gonna have corners <laughs> we're gonna have celebrities and porn stars i mean i mean i know jack black does karate and he can kick but like what what are we doing here like, like, what are we, what are we doing? Like Jack Black and David Goggins. I had Reggie Warren Jr. in my, uh, in my corner for the co-main event at UFC 124, which if you don't know who he is, neither does anybody else. So, <laughs> um, I didn't realize he wasn't famous at all. And I thought I could get like a celebrity corner guy and I got somebody as unfamous as me to corner me. So, I mean, Don, would you ever have Jack? I, I, I had Robert, 
I had Robert Ramirez. I had Robert Ramirez in my corner for one fight, you know, and it didn't go over very well. Isn't he? A, who's Robert? <laughs> isn't Ramirez a, a film director? Who's that? No, no, he he was he was a Beverly Hills strangler, hillside strangler. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The the the, the night strangler. <laughs> Wait, who was he, Bill? Yeah, that, that was a waste. There, right, he had a called the what was his nickname again? Really handsome guy, dark hair. He was like a famous strangler. Really recently, obviously. Hillside Strangler is like what? Oh, he was the Hillside. Oh, he was like a. He was like a Robert Ramirez, a famous serial killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. By the way, Sam Alvey. We all know Smiling Sam. Uh, he won the Karate Combat Championship. So Karate Combat is like a, the new sport of the future. Um, and their heavyweight is Smiling Sam Alvey. Uh, did you guys see the Jake Paul fight? No, mm -mm. no, no. So he won by knockout. Uh, I will show you guys what happened. Uh, he, he fought a guy that's 10 and one, but the guys, I guess his opponents combined records were like three and 400 or something. Like, uh, he wasn't exactly, you know, a who's who. I don't know where Jake found him, but Don, what do you think of this uppercut? I mean, it landed, but hold on. Can you guys see? Uh -huh. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you see that? You see that from, from behind a closed door. Oh. Now, I mean, don't, they say don't throw a lead uppercut, right? Isn't that what they say? But uh, it worked. It landed. The guy they say a lot numbers. of things. But, you know, you're playing a guy, playing a guy who's technically blind. You know, you can throw anything you want. <laughs> um. And then, uh, what did you think of the, uh, uh, what's it called again? Fight. There was a couple of good fights, by the way. What, what did you think of uh, Andre? You watched Andre Philly? Were you there for that one, or was that too early? Or Cody Garbrandt? Uh, Cody probably Cody? too early. Uh, no, I missed it. We came in right after the Garbrandt. I missed it. All right. Who did you? Who did you? Who did you go with? A buddy of mine named Brian Pope. He's a real good buddy of mine. Um, almost like a brother. And uh, we met, you know, we were there, uh, got there just as Boss Rudin got there. So we stood around talking to Boss for about, you know, 15 minutes. It was easy. It's actually it's a short conversation with Boss Rudin, 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> he's, he's the greatest. I love Boss. And then we met, we met Jack Black. Jack was a nice guy. Really, really impressed with him. You know, very nice guy. See, he he does seem like a like a real nice guy, but um, so Adam, by the way, so this is so, what's his name called? Uh, Chito Vera called, um, what's his name? The next Adam Twenty Two, Sean Sean uh, Sugar Sean. So Adam Twenty Two is this guy who interviews rappers and fighters, and now he lets guys fuck his wife. His wife is named Lena the Plug, right? She's a porn the star. Plug. Lena the Plug, pretty hot porn star. So he had a reality show where people get to win a chance to fuck her. You want to see the the uh, sneak preview for this? Oh, um, for sure. All right, here's a, here's a sneak preview. Have you been reading my diary? No. Hold on. I'm Lena the Plug. I am an adult creator. My name is Adam22, and I co-own Plug Talk with my lovely wife. <laughs> Interview a different girl every week. And then we f them at the end. But we've only ever done it with other women. So we've arranged this whole challenge to find the perfect guy. 
to be our first ever boy boy girl threesome. Lena, I came ready to. Do you want to do a dance off? Oh, yeah. I would love to see a dance off. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the floor. Let me get in the room with a bottle still. You want to get out? No, no, no. Get out. Get out. Right, get out. Get out. Oh, we're going to get you out of the situation. It's called for the love of Lena. Oh, God. Um, like, I guess while they were having a threesome, a guy was banging <laughs> and then he fist bumped at the guy. Uh, to show his support for the guy. Um, Don, are we on Ed Times? Is this Ed Times right now, Don? <laughs> this is yeah, I think, I think we pretty much had it. It's, it's over. It's fucking over. You know, <laughs> why get married? That's what I want to know. Why, why get married? Yeah. Oh, man. So I mean, that's what I asked. Same thing I asked ask my, ask my ex-wife, you know? I mean, shit. We, we, we could have done that reality show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great um all right now jake paul is obviously doing mma now in the pfl and tyron woodley wants to be his first opponent tyron woodley says listen i stepped up and fought you on short notice he got knocked out uh, which was horrible but that's what happened who do you think wins in mma jake paul or woodley don fry Oh, God, you hope Woodley would do it, you know, but um, it depends on what, what the contracts are on Jake Paul's side. If he has the same contract he had for his uh, fight, you know, his boxing matches as he does for the fight matches, you know, so uh, you can't submit me, you can't knock me out, <laughs> you know. Uh, no, it's going to be full on MMA. So it's it's just, be, it's it, regular it, MMA rules. But I'm saying, how long do you think it? So obviously, Jake's a better boxer than Tyron Woodley, right? He he does he, he does it full time. So you got to right. get, and he's a and he's a good wrestler, a good high school. He's wrestler. a college wrestler, right? Was he? No, I think he made it to college, but he didn't wrestle in college. Okay. Tyron Woodley was a two time All American. Tyron yeah. Woodley is forty. Jake is in his early twenties. Jake is a bigger guy. Um, Tyron fought at one seventy. Jake's about one walks around at like two ten. But you got to go jujitsu Woodley all day. I think he's a black belt. Um, if he's not, he's submitted black belts, many of them. I would go, I would go with I would go with the other guy then. What's his name? Paul. Really? I would really? go with Paul. I mean if yeah, yeah, if he has all that all that um, accolades, you know, information the style strategy, and he, he outweighs him by thirty pounds, yeah, and half his age, yeah, I would go with him. Grand slams. No hitters and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally... You can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? I'm going to bet. I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay? Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston 
and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. Oh, man. Isn't that kind of sad, though, that, like, you know, like a, even with the Patty Pimlin fight with Tony Ferguson, right? In Tony's prime, he would have destroyed Patty Pimlin 10 out of yes. 10 times. 10 out yes. of 10, 20. Right. And he would have ran through Patty Pimlin. But I just feel like when you get older, you don't age one year in MMA years. You age like 10 years. Like mm-hmm. 35, 35 to 40 is like going from 35 to 60 in some ways. And then you don't age till you hit 33, 34. And, and, and then you get that name on your belt. But it just fucking sucks because Patty Pimble's going to go around like, I beat Tony Ferguson. Yeah, but did you though? I mean, did Vitor Belfort really beat Evander Holyfield in boxing? <laughs> I, I mean, did Tyron right. Woodley really knock right. out? Did, it, did Jake Paul really knock out Tyron Woodley? I mean, in his prime, it wouldn't yeah. even be close. Uh uh, when did you start feeling right. like, uh, yeah, back in the prime? I mean, not even you don't even have to go back to his prime. Just go back to that year of age, you know, and uh, that would make a difference. And, and the guy with the with the knowledge would win. You know, the athletic ability would win. And uh, yeah, I mean, shit. When, when you get old, you get old hard and fast. You know, and I mean. You wake up and you go, fuck, I never remember waking up like this before. And then it happens every fucking day. And you're like, geez, what the hell did I do to myself? You know? <laughs> so, so when did I, that happen so, to you, Don? When was that first, when you first realized, oh, fuck, maybe I'm getting too old for this? When I was 15. <laughs> so Don, Fry, Don Fry, you got a record of 20 and 9, right? Thank you. I'm glad you left. Uh, you got a record of 20 and 9. But the guys you beat, Do let's I? talk about. Okay. Let's talk. So you beat Tank Abbott, you he beat does. Gary Goodrich, you beat Brian Johnson, you beat Mark Hall, you beat Gary Goodrich before that. So, like, when you you beat Ted Shamrock, uh, was it the first, was it the Yoshida fight? Were you, uh, the, uh, the Coleman fight, you were, you were still at 100%, right? No, fuck. Oh, just the first Coleman fight. But I was sick that day. So, so, uh, you so know, 1996. You know, 1996. You say I was, you know. Yeah. So, nine, 96. Was the, 96 was the only year. That was the only year I was healthy, you know, except for the Coleman fight. You know, I was I was sick and dehydrated. And, um, but, yeah, he, but he, you know, you can't, I don't want to say or make your excuses to take any away from Mark Coleman. He beat the hell out of me. You know, he did a great job of it, too. And, um, I mean, I barely beat Brian Johnston. I got lucky in that fight. And, um, uh, you know, but after that, I, I came back. I came back after, you know, breaking my neck a couple of times. 
um, back injuries, leg injuries, you know, shoulder injuries. And, um, you know, they just all went to hell, you know. But, you know, you always think you've got one more in you. And sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. So yeah. by the time you fought, um, like, me and Sue Kim – in 2006, which you beat, which you knocked out, were you, uh, what, you would think you were at like 60%, 50%? I was probably at 50%, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, I got lucky on that fight, shit, you know? <laughs> I got lucky, I got lucky in a lot of fights, shit. <laughs> but, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good, you know, jeez. <laughs> who, who was, who was the really, really fat guy you fought, the, the sumo wrestler? Uh, Chad Bowen, Aki Bono. Oh, Aki Bono. That wasn't just fat, man. That guy was a fucking, that guy was an athlete, man. Yeah. A no, he was. world champion athlete. Oh, he was. You know? He was, but he was, no, I, I don't mean to disrespect I mean, by saying he was fat, I, but I'm just trying to describe him right now because I'm trying to bring it up. Did you see that fight, Bill? Oh, my God. But what was it? You, what UFC the number, what was it, like number six or something? <laughs> it was a pride. It was a pride fight. No, it was, it was. No, no, no. That's a different no, it's a pride fight. It's a pride fight or heroes. It was a heroes fight. Yeah. All yeah, right. So we're, we're, we're gonna end the. I gotta go. I gotta go check out my leg. But we're gonna end the show with this. All right. So this is Don Fry who walks in wearing a t-shirt. Right? <laughs> he walks in wearing a t-shirt. Can you guys see this? I can't see it right now. No. Hold on. You can't see. No. Right now. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh -huh. So. All right, so Don. Sure see something here. else. This guy is four hundred pounds. Four fifty. Look at him. No, he, no, 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 no. He was like six hundred. He was like six something. You know, he was six foot eleven. Like, um, so this guy's six foot eleven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at look. Don is a fucking big guy. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> so Don, what are you thinking right now? I look like a child, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my big mouth. Don, uh, Don, what, what are you thinking right now? Like, what am I doing? Or, uh, like, uh, what's going through thinking, your head? Thinking, me and my big mouth. I said, oh, I'm sure hope I'm in shape. I can run around this guy. Yeah. You know, how, how much did you get paid for this fight? I think 150. Oh, that's pretty good. That's I mean that's better than most guys now. All right now, yeah. all right now the guy's explaining to you. I don't know what he's doing. Like he's saying, okay, uh, fight, don't clinch. You're looking at this guy. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what he's saying either. What he's saying either. He's just like, geez, you know, let's just get this fight going, so, so I don't, I don't piss myself right here standing next to this guy. <laughs> I mean, this don't guy you want to just go for the knees? Dude, look how I know this is this is yeah, eventually, eventually. Is this MMA or is this kickboxing? It's MMA. But oh. you know, this guy was a grand national sumo champion. There oh. was only 67 of them in the 10,000 year history of sumo. So this guy is a fucking athlete. Oh yeah, he's probably so strong, dude. Right, oh, right here, I hit him. Right, yeah. Oh yeah, you don't. That's the thing, you don't get out of that. I mean, you have, so now you have 600 pounds on it's like, you. It's like, yeah. It's like wrestling a grizzly bear. 
600 fucking pounds on you, bro. And, and, well, but, but you're getting him. Now, do you notice that he's wincing or that he's hurt at all? No. You know, when I'm hitting you, I'm going, fuck, I hope this is doing something to him. <laughs> you know? Because you, you, you don't hear anything. God, this guy's just absorbing everything. Oh, the getting the knee up there. Do you, I mean, do you see, do, can you tell he's bleeding at all or no? No, no, I couldn't. Oh. You, you won't believe how fast this guy is. Those sumos, those sumos are really fast at closing yeah. the distance. You know, that's that's their fucking game. You know, they close the distance and and chop you with the with the slaps and shit. I mean, it, it's it's like um, fighting pancreas. You know, I mean, the open hand slaps that knock people out. You know, now, shit. Don, now, Don, when you're in the corner and you have a 600 pound guy. That can't be the goal, right? You got to be like, get me, stop, stop backing up. Are you telling yourself? Stop? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I, that was the goal. Yeah, to stop backing up, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't listen to that. You know, he, said, <laughs> he had other plans. Good lord! Yeah, how do you stop him from backing into a corner? You can't. No, there's no way. You don't. They don't. You know, fuck. Oh my God! I mean, you know, that would be better in a cage or a ring. You think? Would it be easier if you had a ring or a cage with this guy? Probably a cage because you know you, you keep fighting. You right. know, um, there, there's really no stopping inside the cage. Whereas, um, you know, in the ring they would stop you. Um, now, now, Don, how come there's no leg kicks here? But how then again, on the cage, you don't think maybe I should leg kick him? Ah. Uh, that was the plan. Leg kick, leg kick, and then step around the side. And when it happened, there was no fucking stepping around the side. It was leg kick, leg kick, run around. You know, the guy's, you know, 10 feet in diameter. Shit. By the way, we need Don commenting on all of his fights every episode. Oh, Should yeah. I love the fact that the plan was to, the, the plan was to leg kick. And then you're like, I There's can't a leg get kick. around him. Oh, now... Now, Don, did, were you rocked at all? Yeah. I mean, my back was so fucked up. It was bad going in. But after this match, my back was so bad. It was, I I, I, I could barely, like, like Sean, I could barely breathe. You know, I had trouble inhaling. And um, I ended up fighting another guy um, oh. like 10 days later over here in Arizona. And um, I, I was, you know, I was still tired and worn out from this fight. I mean, look at the size difference. This guy's just, this guy's just a fucking monster. I mean, he just keeps laying on you. Uh, that's gotta suck. I, I, I mean, and then he's he's dripping all. Oh, you bet your ass. Um, <laughs> now well, it's like having. Have you ever had sex? Have you ever had sex with a big fat girl? Yeah, you know, in the summertime. It's just, <laughs> Summertime. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. So you got out of round one, and now what is your corner? No air conditioner. What does your corner tell you? You're fucking up, boy. <laughs> You're fucking up. You know, throw the kick, throw the kick, and move. Don't let him back you up. You know, he's he's controlling the fight. Now, is the is the crowd going crazy? Are they rooting for you or him? Oh, here we go. So yeah, you know, yeah, they're wrong. yeah, yeah. And, Thing this is this is my comeback fight after I had um 
I had dealt with um, uh, a pain, a pain uh, medicine addiction. So this is this is my comeback fight from from the addiction. So oh, uh, here we go. So really, now you're saying, so now you're saying, bring it on. Uh, now are you, now you're taunting uh, him. Uh, now when you're taunting him, are you like, I gotta get it in his head? I got I gotta somehow defeat him mentally. Yeah, I gotta do something. Gotta do something. Gotta do something different because this guy's whooping my ass. You know, so <laughs> you know, I, I was lo- at this point. I'm I'm losing the fight. You know, because he's controlling it by backing me up and preventing me from hitting and kicking. You know, and obviously I'm not gonna try and take him to the ground. Oh, there we go. Back is so now bad, you're hitting him. You know, <laughs> so yeah. now you got him. And then you went into kind of like the Philly stance, right? The Philly. uh the, the the kind of the shell defense here. You you had your left hand down, right hand up, kind of the Joe Frazier. Oh, oh you, Nate. Um, and, oh fuck, Archie Moore. That's Archie yeah. Moore. Archie Moore. Yeah. Archie Moore came up with that. Archie, yeah. And then then he taught George Foreman that, you know, and um, yeah, but. Now, Don, yeah, you're looking was, over here. Now you're looking at him, right? You're looking at him. You're like, this guy's exhausted. So He's now you have yeah. him? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this guy's tired. This is the, I got to make I got to make a move because this is only a two-round fight also. So, mm. you know, they made it two. Yeah, they made it a two-round fight for his advantage. But like I said, I had just come back from a, an addiction. So it was my advantage too, you know, because I wasn't, you know, I was, Probably fifty percent. Maybe you're the only guy I know. Forty-five. You're, you're hooked you know? on pain. You're hooked on pain pills, and you're like, I'm gonna fight a six hundred pound guy <laughs> over my pain pill addiction. <laughs> oh, there you go. You're flipping I, it. That, that shows how fucking dumb I am. <laughs> Here we go. Finally, the kick. Now oh, he, he, he's exhausted. Oh, you got Whoa. him. He fell down. You got him. How, oh, now, now how it's happy over. are you yeah. right now? How happy are you right now? Oh, I'm so fucking happy. I'm like, geez, you dumbass. You should have done this seven minutes ago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, now you got him in a front headlock. Guillotine? Uh, oh, he tapped. He tapped. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Guillotine. Wow. Fuck. Were you you, can't, you can't get behind that guy and ride him. No. What's that? Were you surprised he tapped? No, no, because I, you know, I, I knew I had it in position, you know. I, I knew, you know, that's why I didn't go around trying to ride him. There's no way you could have rode that guy. So um, I, I stayed up in the front and got the guilty on him because I knew that was the way to get it done. And now here you are in the back. You are so happy. So what's going through your head right now? Oh, and I had bronchitis. I, I could barely breathe. That, that's another problem, too, is I had bronchitis. <laughs> I always forget about that. So that's why you can hear me. You know, I sound like something like that. I got a ball of jello cut in my throat, you know? Shit. Don, who is this that gave you a hug? That was Gary Goodridge. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. That was Gary Goodridge. He was oh, back there. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Gary's such a great guy. I, I, I just talked to him the other day. He's up there in Canada. Yeah, I'm good to see him. Oh shit, I can I can get my passport photo. Some of a bitch. Um, well, listen. Yeah, listen. I'm good, good to see Gary um, next month. 
Well, that was that was like that was one of my favorite parts of any podcast I ever did. Again, yes, I loved it. We got to do more of that, more Don Fry breakdowns. Uh, so Don, what do you got? What do you got coming up, Don? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I go to um, Toronto next month uh, for the UFC fight. Going to do another episode of um, Tea and Whiskey with Caroline Pierce, and um, you know for the. For the Fight Pass show channel and um, uh, shit. Well, I, you know, everybody else, I got Christmas in a, in a few days. So hopefully uh, my kids will give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> and you, Bill, what do you got coming up? Just Wednesday, uh, Laugh Factory, 8 o'clock show. And then, uh, you know, and watch Lawman Bass Reeves. I might be on it. I don't remember. Nice, nice. I'm not watching it, but give me a minute. Well, I'll be on Gutfeld next Thursday. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Love you guys. Happy holidays. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Bye, Happy guys. Happy holidays. holidays.